All right, here we go. Episode number 187 of the Turin Giants podcast. I'm Farhad. I'm the host that loves you most. And I'm joined here by Johnny Casket and Sam the Hammer. You guys mind the, do you guys mind the names? John Cascarano is a very nice name. He pulls off Cascarano. the very well. It, mean, but yeah. it means okay. fall, like my enemies do. <laughs> it, do it does mean fall. I, know, I never even made the connection. Yeah. It means will fall. Cascarano. They, they, they fall. They, they will fall. fall. John, they, will, they will fall. They yeah. will fall. Johnny is the con Johnny is the consigliere of our podcast. He's the older he's the older lawyer type. So we we go to him for um, I'm two years older than you. Saying he's the lawyer <laughs> type implies that he's not a lawyer. Like it, it, calling someone the lawyer type is what you call a street wise like, guy with no education like a, at all. He's the lawyer type. Right? Teacher that but, knows you know. Teaches a constitution class and his government. His, his source is his cousins, right? All right. Well, you're not, you're not, a, you're not a lawyer he, type. He's you are very argumentative. And Sammy, what's up, right. Sammy? I know you, you, you sound like you're, oh, you're under nothing, the weather. You're... Nothing. All right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, hey, try, hey. I'm trying. I'm trying to get COVID. Uh, I've been trying to get it, but I can't seem to contract it. This is a yeah. This is rough out the gate here. We just Farhad, Farhad's audio was a little screwed up, and yeah, we had good are, organic are we, content. We'll, we'll edit uh, you, that in post. You better, you better keep, you better keep the bit about John's name in there. Not because it was sure. brilliant or ground, you know, earth shatteringly good, but just because it was real. We got to keep it in. I got you. I got um, you. Well, well, today we, we're going to do a quick episode about last game, uh, last night's game. I've got all the stuff prepared as much as I could. Been busy, so um, I'm going to let my my boys take charge on this one. So, uh, going into this game. Should we just get straight to it? What do you guys think? Yeah, for sure. I mean, why not? What else? A lot, a lot of one-one draws we could talk about since we last, uh, right? Since we last recorded, but I don't know. Well, I but, guess we'll focus we, on the we, Champions we, League one against Villarreal. Um, let's 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 begin with uh, um, discussing Allegri. Um, you know me. You know, it's like Joey Diaz on Joey Rogan. Dog, you know me, dog. I, I love I love Max Mad Max I know uh, but tremendous but, tremendous tre tremendous but what what is going on it's it's even me you know out of you know the the, the diehard supporters of Allegri and what he's done for the club and all that I'm I'm starting to get pissed too I'm I'm starting to to uh, get around to the whole hashtag Allegri out not 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 there yet but I'm I'm definitely understanding the frustration of people and I'm trying to find a uh my buddy Saeed's uh tweet i, I kind of want to start with that give me just a second so he says that literally every single expert commentator former player or coach talks about how Juve doesn't live up to their potential the lack of intensity results in everything so it's not just like kids on twitter it's really it's literally everyone who sees a game uh and you know that makes us very predictable. I'm I'm kind of starting to uh, to agree with that. It's it's no longer an issue of hey, pick your camp, Allegri in, Allegri out. This is the reality now. Where it's, uh, you score in a thirty second second, 
you should be killing that game off. You should not be conceding the goal in the, you know, second half and equalizing and then doing nothing after. What do you guys think about the intensity that Juve bring or non-intensity? And I know, I know we were depleted. Half the squad was out and um, he did what he could. But still, if you have players that are ready to play, especially those coming off the bench to impress your coach, you should be motivating them a little better than 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 one one against Villarreal. What do you guys think? How do you know it's a lack of motivation as opposed to just typical fatigue? To, I mean, look, there's been a Champions one, League. One. It's Champions League night. There's no fatigue. You, you know, you get a massage the day before. This is like we we we're waiting for these Champions League nights, and then this happens. But they, I, look, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not making excuses. I'm more playing devil's advocate. But think about how the weekend before, uh, we were all upset Friday because Juve dropped points to uh, Torino, mm-hmm. uh, another game that should have been killed off and won. Um, but then the rest of the weekend, every single other team ahead of us dropped points. Yeah. I mean... I think I, part of me wonders. So first of all, Allegri comes into a situation where he's the third coach in three years. Um, and before this, they were building teams basically for coaches that play two totally different styles who are, who are much more ideological um, in their football and philosophy than Allegri is. So, Presumably, they're building teams that may or may not even be uh, the types of players that he's looking for anyway. And on top of that, the past two years since COVID started, it'll be two two years ago next month. um, They restarted the league, what, June, July, and then the Champions League shortly thereafter. They've been cramming matches in, uh, like, the entire time between that international duty, they crammed in the Euros last year. They're cramming in World Cup qualifiers. Oh, and FIFA is not even uh, canceling their international match days or to, so they can play meaningless friendlies. I mean, it, no wonder you're saying it seems like Juve players are getting hurt, injured at a quicker rate than or a more frequent rate rather than ever before. Or at least in my recent memory, and I don't think it's just a phenomenon that's happened with them. I think players are starting to just break down, deteriorate. Yeah, you can't like. I mean, how much can you? How much football can you ask them to play? Yeah. It could be well, that, yeah. but I mean, look, and look, I'm not happy with the tactics either. All right, right let, let's let, let, let's take a couple of steps back. First of all, Johnny. I know you blessed us with a new mic. I really appreciate it. Like uh, we always say, we're doing this for free. So thank you for spending your own money and getting a nice quality mic. Now we can finally, uh, <laughs> finally appreciate the the dulcet tones of your um, of yours. Um, so so let's go back to the to the starting eleven, for example. Chesney, Deshilio, uh, Danilo, Delict, Sandro. Uh, Quadrado, Lacatelli, Rabio, uh, McKinney, Vlaovic, and Morata. Uh, a small, a small buzzer, right? This is this is a tough lineup. <laughs> this is a tough starting lineup because 
Uh, right. You're missing so many players of, of uh, Champions League quality. And and Dybala, we need to talk about our board Dybala and his injuries. Uh, I can bring up, there was, a, there was a list of the games that he's missed in the Champions League since he joined Juve and just horrendous, you know, second leg missed here, first leg missed here, uh, uh, taken off with injury after 28 minutes. Uh, we'll, we'll, if we have, we, if we have a chance, we'll, we'll touch on Dybala as well. So going into the Champions League knockout stage with that lineup, do you, what do you say about that? Look, what, what, what's, what's the expectation? Is it one, one, are we putting too much pressure on that starting lineup or, or should they prepare better? Kind and, of. and there's one center back in that entire lineup, one yep. actual center back. Okay. True. Any, you think about any other period in time, if you, you know, if Juve is having a typical season where they're hovering around first place, uh, like you say, this was like five years ago, going to Spain and getting a one, one result would have been seen as not bad, especially if the away goal rule was still around, <clears throat> you know, yeah, look, realistically, especially with that lineup, Sam, you've been quiet. Come on. Bless us. Uh, okay, look. So, so first off, why, why is it all fall on Allegri, right? Why do we always ask what's up with Allegri? Um, I get it. He's the coach, sure. He's the he's the captain of the ship. He's the one who has to go down with it when shit goes awry. But one of two things is happening: either he's giving them a shitty message, which is being followed to a T, and is leading to you know, passive progression through games, you know, uh, because at the start of the match yesterday against Villarreal, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't a case of us playing passively at all. Right out the gate, we pressed them very well. My first, I mean, 20 seconds and the first thing I noticed before Vlaovic even scored yep. was, holy crap, look at, yep. the, yeah. look at the press. We're, we're going, the going this after is good. This is the Champions League, baby. That's what I thought. Yep. And, and what, what came out of it? Goal, what then, came out well, of it? Exactly. 30 seconds oh, right. later, boom. And you know what? Sorry to interrupt you, Sam, before I forget. That's and and, for, and going go, uh, speaking of interruptions, I know a lot of people were mad at me when Rav was, was the guest for the first time, and he'll be back. Bro, um, bro. In, interruptions on this podcast, it's different when you're sitting across from each other, but the, the delay makes it sound worse. And believe it or not, I've I've learned the timing of the podcast. It's we've we've talked to to people on the podcast. When I interrupt, it's it's just matter of time and matter of pr- going topic to topic. So I apologize, but it's all done because I need to. So, dude, Zoom to is an ideal. That. Zoom is an ideal for a podcast. Also, you know, yeah. sometimes sometimes you'll interject and you won't hear two people at the same level. You'll kind of. For some Especially weird technological when more audio person, reasons, supersede them. Like right now, we just spoke at this. We spoke over each other for a second there. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know who's gonna come out on top. But one person always does. It sounds weird. It's not ideal. But you know who didn't mind last week was Rav. Rav had a great time. He, he wants to come back. So people, yeah. no, people, people, people can chill. It's all good. It's all love. But look, right, go um, ahead, buddy. Sorry. No, it, it's cool, man. I just think. What was I saying? Um. The intensity, right? Why is you it think, always Allegri? Right. Well, right. Okay. So, so look, you think, well, the game started off great. We started off very intense. As you said, we, <laughs> you said before, you made me laugh. 
an expression you used. You said when Vlaovic scored in the thirty-seven in the thirty-second second. Normally, you'll say when he scored in the thirtieth minute in the thirty-second second. I mean, it was so. It yeah, was so. That sounded it weird was so. No, it, it, but it was so. It's so unusual to score that early that we could, you know, we could refer to it by the exact second that he scored. It's great. It's exciting when that happens, but it's hard to keep up the pace. It, it kind of sets a weird precedent for the game because you're on the road in the Champions League and you think, well, what do we do? Do we go for broke now? We already have a goal. Let's just let's see it out. You know, let's see let's see out the rest of the game. That doesn't mean you're mailing it in, but it could just be like, hey, let's let's feel it out. So I don't know. Again, I don't know if subconsciously maybe you abandoned the plan or if the plan was if we get a goal, sit back. But again, I struggle to think that at halftime, Allegri said, guys, wait, I got to see. Sorry, I, it's, that's, not, that's not how he speaks. But no, look, I don't think he pulled them aside and said, boys, beautiful. Let's let's tone it down a notch. Let's, you know, soak it all up. Let's let him come back. I don't know that he necessarily said that. Again, one of two possibilities. Either the plan is terrible and it's being followed to a T or the plan is ineffective and is being followed to a T or the plan isn't being followed. I'm going with the latter if I had to guess. And that's the thing. Nobody knows. Everyone assumes they know. Oh, ladies, you know, what's he doing? Ah. Nobody knows what he's saying or what he's coaching them in doing or coaching them into doing and training and shit. You don't know that. So I would go off the assumption. I would give him the benefit of the doubt and say he probably told them keep up the intensity. But in practice, your Villarreal, it's a Champions League match. They're not a bad team at all. They're at home. They're down a goal. They need to get one back if they're going to go against, you know, if they're going to go. I mean, already going to Torino with a draw in a Champions League game is kind of like a backs against the wall situation for them because they have to come to Torino and win now. So down a goal, they certainly have to score. So of course they're going to throw it all at us. It could, you know, it's to be expected. Let's, you know, let's, let's look back a second, John, I'll let you chime in in a sec, but let's recall what happened at the Euro and the final, right? Back in July, Luke Shaw scored two minutes in and everyone was like, fuck, you know, everyone Italian was like, God damn it. This is terrible. I swear to God, anyone I was with will tell you, I said, it's fine. It's probably a little too early for them. It's probably happening a little too early. Now, of course, if England scored again, two minutes later, it's a two and no match. That could be the game right there. But if you score early, I don't know. You almost don't want to score that early necessarily. It's okay to settle into a game and maybe get your goal before halftime. If you'd rather get, if you know you're going to get one goal, right? At any point in the game, would you rather be in the first minute or the 45th minute? Uh, the the funny, sorry, Sam, I saw a funny meme. I don't know who it was, but they, 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 they put a picture of Allegri with his grin, just smiling from ear to ear. And it says, oh, you mean I get to defend for 90 minutes now? And it was like, when I saw it, I was like, this is sort of true. And it's sad because any other team you expect to score a second goal before halftime, close it out, go home, post your pictures, post your dancing videos in the in the in the locker room. But when you have Allegri, the the quote unquote boring pragmatist, you like he's going to defend, isn't he? And then and then they'll find one little weakness in like Rabiot not defending, even though there was more people at that uh, that goal that that are at fault, and we'll talk about that. And one center uh, back. But, yeah, we got to yeah, talk I mean, about but, that. But but there's three people standing here, around. Here's and then what I'm, is kind of, Yes, go ahead. Here's what I'm thinking right now. Max, I think is 
sort of a victim of his own success. Because think about what he inherited when he came in in 2014 from Conte. He had a ready-built team of prime players at a moment where Serie A was at its weakest anyway, which made those those players and those teams look even better than they were. They were used to playing a very specific system under Conte. And recall what he did when he came in. He kept that same system. They were playing a 3-5-2 from the beginning. And they were playing the same... System. Which wasn't even his system. Sorry. It, it wasn't even his system, really. Imagine he, that. Right. And by the end of the season, all he did was basically change the formation they were, there were times when that team was keeping possession, pressing, moving the ball. Uh, I mean, it was, it, it was not this sort of, uh, like, you'd think that, like, he, he spent his entire career as uh, Mourinho or Trapattoni, the way that people are talking about him now. That's not him. So now he's coming in 2.0 in 2021, inheriting a team that, finished fourth um isn't a ready built team with players in their prime we're talking about you know look at the players now he has Chiesa great but like 22 23 and injured Vlahovic 22 Delic 22 um Locatelli is relatively young but not that young McKenney's young um you know Luca Pellegrini Moise Keane, Kyle Jorge, a lot of these players, a lot of these players are just green. They're building, now, they're clearly making a concerted effort to get younger, and I think Max is on board with that. I'm sure he knew that going into it, and he's building something long-term, and that's the point. Um, so he's coming into a system where, uh, into a team where the, the, the team doesn't really have an identity or a system. They tried to go from pragmatic Allegri to Sari, who's a complete ideologue, and the team has to play exactly the way he wants in the system that he wants, and that's it, which was a complete departure from how they used to play under Allegri. Um, so now he's, I mean, I feel like he's just trying to squeeze blood from a stone and do what he needs to do um, to build a long-term project in the face of now all these crippling in- injuries that he's uh, facing now. This is, you know, Weston McKenney's injury, for as much hate as he get, that's, that's a problem. We're going to have a serious problem in the midfield moving forward, I think. I'm really concerned about that. It's a good thing we made that signing of Zakaria in, you know, the month of January. Sure. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. But not ideal. I mean, it's why you need depth. It's why you need quality depth. But no, not good. You're you're 100 right, man. Um, you know it's great to have the guy. It's great. It's great to have the likes of, Ber- of Bernardeschi in the team if he's going to come off the bench now and again and, and put in a shift. But if he's injured, that you know you're thin, right? Yep. If you're going to sell a guy like Kulusevski and Bentancourt, I get it. Okay, it's fine. You, you, you're able to you're able to get something for them. The time was right for both of them to maybe be let go of. You could argue, um, but there's there's again there's only so many there's only so many. There's only, there's only so many quality heads you can carry at a given time. When a couple of them get injured, it becomes tough, especially when you have a bunch of guys who aren't quite in their prime yet, like you said. But, John, you know, I think you could sum up what you're saying. You could sum up your point uh, in an even more concise way, which is 
what a lot of people have been saying, what I'm sure, what I've been saying on the pod for a while, what a lot of people have been saying on the pod for a while. Um, and what I'm sure you were thinking, you know, at the start of the season till now, which is it's not been long enough. It's not been long enough. And, and who Max has inherited is, you know, is who it is. And, and I think we're in the process of changing that. I think we've seen positive transfer activity since. Give it time. I really do think so. The problem is, you know, three draws in a row just looks bad on paper, but we're going through a stretch that I think at the end of the year, as long as we don't keep dropping games and we beat Villarreal in Torino like we're supposed to, and like, I think we really, you know, have a good chance what's, of doing. What's, um, what's going to happen, Sam? We're gonna, what's going to happen? We're, we're going to barely win over there. Uh, well, at, at, at our stadium. And then, then we get a strong opponent. Top, but top we, then we give them a game, but, we, but then we give them a game. If we lose, we ah, lose, but if we on. give them a game, it's tight, but maybe we beat them. The point is, as long as, listen, if we finish the season strong in Serie A, no one's going to remember the fact that we drew three games in a week. It's just that we're living it right now. It's a blip. We're living the blip. We're in the blip right now. And we are hyper-focused on it. It's frustrating to watch. It is because I, when a, when you're up one nil, because when you're up one nil, you're exposed. I mean, you're, you're, you're exposed unless you're going to go but, kill but, the game but, off. Yeah, but that's what that's what a, a, a logical like we're we're talking about Allegri's pra pragmatism and and using all these big words. But what, what, it's not what, been effective. What is, a, what is the a last good, three games? You 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 brought up um sure. you brought up English the 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 England game. Southgate was blasted for not going for what Allegri did. Yeah. He also was blasted he, he, for, you know, not making the right subs, waiting, putting guys on for penalties, but that anyway, that, that that's anyway, a well actually let, on my part. Uh, I, you and know I apologize I'm, for that because I shouldn't well actually you because who get because who gives a shit. You're right. <laughs> Fundamentally you're right. Okay? You are. I, I hear you. I'm just saying it's 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 just a question of not concentrating fully. If you're going to play that way, you have to do it flawlessly because there is no room for error. If you're going to score four goals, there is room for error. There is. Yep. But if you're going to, you know, if we're going to, if we're going to do that, then we're going to go for, go to go down I, I the path like... of, of sitting on a one goal lead. Then we have to close games out. We haven't thrice in a row now. And that's, that's an issue. Now, again, is it Allegri saying play this way? And I'm going to be really stubborn about this. I'm going to keep hammering this home until you guys do it or until I go down and until I get canned. However long just, that might I, be, or do you think, or do you think they're just not following through on whatever the hell he's saying, and they for some reason it's just not working, or is football random? Is football random, and sometimes there's a little bit of space get created and a good finisher like Andrea Belotti, or you know, great striker of the ball from long range to Ruslan Malinovsky get a free crack a goal that is almost unsavable, yeah. and you have to shrug. These aren't bad teams we're playing All right, against. Cup, you know, they're cup, not, they're cup, not drawing you, yeah. one one to the, the, the point that I, that I was just wanted to make real that I was about to make and I want to make real quick is I think this is the between the injuries and the time of year. Um, this is sort of like always when when it's a grind every single season. Um, between that and the opposition we were facing, like Torino under Jurek isn't a isn't a joke. Uh, Atalanta is obviously a good team. The fact that we, and it's never easy to go to Spain. I don't care who you're playing in the knockout stages of any champions league game. So I, if we, if we go through the toughest stretch of the season with three, with three draws, I mean, I think we, anybody signs up for that. 
Yeah, it's hard to stomach because every other team atop the table effectively dropped points, and that's upsetting. And Inter have been on a bit of a skid. I get it. We have to forget about the title right now. That's not in the realm right. of possibility. Oh, it is in the realm of possibility, still- but we have to t- we have to tell ourselves that it's not in the realm of possibility. No. And, and Farhad, before you chime in, before you chime in, you have a lot of people that are going to be kicking themselves at the fact that they're not currently what within six points of the uh, uh you know of, of of the scudetto notwithstanding the fact that they need to have a game in hand i think it's six points or it would have been six points had we uh beat torino the weekend but i think since vlavic joined and since the turn of the year all of a sudden the narrative changed it was juve have been doing well recently they haven't lost a game for a long time which is true so um, let's let's but, revisit but there are the, people that the, believe it there are people that believe let's it. Revi- let's revisit that you see why i interrupt people you see why this happens <laughs> <laughs> So top five, top five, Milan, 26 games, 56 points. Inter Milan, 25 games, one less, and 54 points. So if they win, they'll be only one point ahead of Milan. Napoli, 54 points, just like Inter with 26 games. Juve, 26 game, 47 points. If, if any of you guys are still hoping for some miracle, that's that's not going to happen. Not with this current Juve. Um unless some miracle happens, which, which it won't, but you know, top four is pretty attainable. I feel like, uh, I just wanted to revisit the the top yeah. five. You kept mentioning the difference between, between the top five teams. This, yeah. The six point gap that a lot of people are, are, are mad doesn't exist. Sorry. is not because we didn't beat Torino. It's because we, we dropped points to Torino and Atalanta. So I remember a lot of people and maybe saying, the you know, first, we dropped four points in these two games, first four what games of the season also. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing, right? There's a recency bias. You, you got to assume that you got to assume that the title's not happening. That's fine. Let's finish off strong, but also let, let's 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 all you know collectively. And I know this won't happen, but let's collectively withhold judgment, criticism, panic, um, excuses, all of it for when we lose to Villarreal. If that happens, right? <laughs> until that until that happens until that happens. Let's all chill. I, We're coming home with the possibility of beating them. I think we probably will. We're going to have the crowd on our side. Okay. The stadium's going to be essentially full as close to, you know, as close to full as it's been in the last two years, given the, given the you know, parameters set out by, uh, by, uh, by the government. And, and, and that's it. It's going to be a good, it's going to be a good night. I really do think so. It's not going to be, uh, I don't, I, I'm, of course I, I could be wrong, but I have a feeling that we're probably going to be, no, I hope so. I mean, the, the, the gate, and I think we're going to be favorites for a reason, you know, notwithstanding the injuries. We do have three weeks as well before that happens. So, yeah, case that's not coming the back. Support the, year, you know, but, yeah, the, the support will Imala mean a lot. Yeah, the support will mean a lot. Could be back, right? So uh, let's let's take a couple of questions. So I have two questions here from our awesome listeners. Um, let's do whoever wants to take the first one. I don't want to stretch out this podcast too much. I mean, a lot has been said about this 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 tie and we'll we'll, we'll continue. But Let's take a question from Amit, who's 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 been awesome for us. We really appreciate his listenership. Uh, he says that he he pretty much expresses feelings of millions of Juve fans. Why does Allegri not take a logical leap and fa- a leap of faith and play Arthur with Lacatelli together, preferably with Zakaria on their side? Link to that. Why is Rabiot still playing pretty much every week? Angry face emoji. Yeah, it's it's becoming it's becoming a a, a a nuisance for a lot of a lot of fans when they look at that starting eleven to see Rabiot in there. He's still not 
very terrible for me. I still kind of like what he does 90% of the time. But, you know, that 10% where he loses the ball, he does something so uncharacteristic for a Juve, Juve player. You know, he, I think he should be looking for a club soon, right? Who wants to take on this question? I mean, that's pretty, pretty much just a complaint. It's not really a question. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, lo- I, lo- yeah. I love those questions. I love those. Well, a, hypothetical, a hypothetical question for which there is no real answer. I mean, Abio's <clears throat> a lucky boy for having been, uh, you know, on the field at the end of the game. No, but he, I was going to say he's a very lucky boy for not having gotten red carded yesterday. Everyone knows that. Oh, been, yes. Uh, probably, probably should have been a red card by the book. I have no idea who, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if Maurizio Arriva Bene or, you know, Signor Cherubini. I don't know who they've been calling. I don't know what they're doing in the tradition, but but we got a lawyer. We got a lawyer on our staff. I respect. I respect it. I respect Maurizio Arriva Bene for getting right into the Juve tradition and 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 doing what he's got to do to speak to who he's got to speak to in order to make sure that we get calls go our way. I I don't know who he spoke to or whose news he has for that to have not gone the far. Is this actionable? Is that what you call actionable? I'm not. I'm Sam. I'm gonna just advise you to just stop talking. <laughs> In general. In general. <laughs> no. Don't um, ever speak let, again. Yeah. Let, let's move on to uh, Tom's question. Tom Richardson. He's you know Ramsey fan number one. He's our. Do 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 do, uh, do we want to let do we want to let John have a crack at that though because uh, I was I'm fucking I, around I, but um, listen but we, we didn't talk about Rabio at all and uh, I think all right let's we, let's we let's should we should let's because everyone is right. going we want uh, we want to talk about Rabio Rabio is uh, 2008 Ron Paul of Calcio. People would hear him talk and be like, oh, yeah, this guy makes a lot of sense. This guy makes a lot of sense. I like this guy. I like this guy. I agree with him. And then like he'd hit that with like 90 percent of, of what he was saying. And then he'd say that one thing and people would be like, oh, God, this guy's fucking crazy. And <laughs> I mean, like that's that's him. He's a solid player. He's very good. He's very good. He's very good. And then he makes a stupid fucking mistake like he did yesterday. Yeah. You know, like that's yeah. I, I, I mean. He what mistake are you referring France. to? What mistake are you referring to? Well, I mean, the no, the, that everybody blaming him for that. Not that goal. <clears throat> Everybody's saying the goal is his fault. I understand it's not necessarily it's all fifty percent his, his goal. His fault. It's he, almost sure. his fault. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. He's the scapegoat. That's, that's, He's the scapegoat. He, but if right, you look at the play, man, there's a can. lot of moving parts as to right. why that breaks down. You know, and, and it doesn't take away from the fact that he he motors and he has. Yeah, he has good touch on the ball. That's why he starts for France, right? It, it, exactly. It's not, it, but it's, it's not. Adam made a good point a few episodes ago. He starts for France. France doesn't have bad midfielders. They have a lot of really good midfielders. And he's a regular starter. It's not. He's himself alone isn't the problem. No, but yeah. Yeah, even Rabiosa on that particular play. Strange duck. It's, it's, but dude, it's, on it's, that, but, but Farhad, Farhad, he is a strange duck. But on that play, do you really blame him for not tracking back, tracking the run of Parejo? I understand it's upsetting. It looks bad. Um, it looks bad when you watch a replay. But if you slow it down and you look at the still shots and you examine the gap that's there and you say, why is that gap there to begin with? Yeah, okay. Ideally, you'd want your center midfielder to track back there, but it's not really his job. It sort of is. Well, it kind I'm, of becomes his job when he becomes his man. But if you ever played I, football, it's very difficult. It's very difficult to track a guy who just just spontaneously decides to make a run. Ideally, you want someone in the space to begin with so that there's no uh, there's no right. run and, to be made into that and space. Maybe if we Why are two... three center backs around 
again, why are three center backs around one guy? The league, honestly, for, for as strong as he's been, as good as he was in other moments of that game, he, you know, he fell asleep there. You can, the Shilio should have been, been him marking him. Yes, but the Shilio also, but the Shilio also was very far, uh, no, 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 far, no, far no, over no, to the left hand side. I know he's your boy. I know he's your boy. I know he's your boy, John. But so my initial, my initial, so my initial instinct, my initial instinct was that the Shilio's fault. Uh, I was pissed off because he had had a couple of brain farts, which he has sometimes when he kind of hesitates. If you're immobile as a defender, if you're immobile with you know the ball at your feet as a fullback, you're dead. You need to kind of. Uh, you you need to kind of always have an idea of where you're going. And if you're hesitating, which he often tends to do, not good. And a lot of it is mental with him. We understand that, but he, he's probably not a guy you want starting in the Champions League for you, ideally. But I watched it back and I'm like, you know what? Chuck Weze was on the back post. He can't leave the back post free. He he wasn't out to lunch completely. He, he, he was kind of doing what he was supposed to do. The gap occurred quickly. He didn't close it down. If he closes it down, he leaves Chuck Weze on the back post. Maybe Chuck Weze gets the ball, and then all of a sudden it's Deshilio's fault. Really what it is is he had two guys to himself. Delic should have peeled off. That's it. That's all. And here's the point from before. Maybe if we had two natural trained center backs in the on the pitch at one time yesterday, the entire defense is lined up differently, and the gaps are filled in better because they just know where to position themselves. Yeah, but to be fair, like Leonardo Bonucci and Delic, Matthias Delic, were both on the pitch at the same time. Oh, that's right. Bonucci came in. That's right. They were playing as a trident, though. They were playing as a trident. I get that Danilo's that hybrid sort of half center back, not really. But like, it's just there's there's no really an excuse on that. It's just brain far brain, you know, fatigue. Shit happens. I've you know, I'm a defender. I get it. It, It's just it's just not ideal. You can't afford a second of a of a slip up like that. We, we, we don't want to be completely sour because it's, it, you know, there's still still a game to be played at home, home support, 100 percent. Vlaovic will be on fire. Let's talk about that goal. Let's 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 sweeten it up a little bit. When I saw what, when, when, you know, you're just settling down, you're, you're watching the first couple of couple of minutes of the game, kind of like trying to I don't know how you guys do it, but I <laughs> I don't have time to sit there and watch the pregame. So I just sat down 30 seconds in. I'm looking at the game. I'm like, there's no way. There's no way he pulls a trick. Because I initially, I thought that was Morata. I was like, Morata is not going to go for it. That's the sad part about being a Juve fan nowadays. The risk takers are so... So there's no risk takers anymore on the team. Even even Cuadrado, who kept, you know, six months ago, just like four, three, four months ago, he went for these runs. Cuadrado was completely flat-footed yesterday. And with the back passes, and it was like, it's like it wasn't him. So Off game. more to more to my point, to see someone not even looking at the goal and pulls a trigger to see what happens. Maybe he would have missed, but that one percent he took it, and it's refreshing to see. And then when you score a goal, like I said, in the thirty second second, or it's just it, it does sound strange, doesn't it? The you, first you, it's a it's a it's a gimme. It's 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 your it's your one foot in the quarterfinals of the Champions League. The coach needs to say, "Hey, you know what? Let's do another one, and then we can defend." So yeah, that, that's when that's when you that, uh, you that pull one the goal, old that one goal that one the goal changes age. everything. That one goal changes the whole game. You go for the kill instead. You're sitting here, and your fans are pissed, and you're thinking, "Oh, well, you know, what, were, what are we going to do in the next game? Who's going to be back?" Uh, the the game should have been finish by halftime with a beast like Vlaovic, right? 
Dude, dude, dude. That's when that's when you need to you 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 defer to the old adage. You go, oi, oi, lads, nil nil, nil nil, lads, still nil nil. You know, um, because because I, like I mean, imagine, accent, by ima- the way. imagine, bro, imagine. I mean, it's, it's but it's a very here's the thing. It's it's impossible to tell yourself it's nil nil. You'll say, okay, nil nil. We'll start the game afresh. Like that didn't just happen. Like we don't have a big advantage. But you can't. You can't do that because and, you and know the sad it's part in the is back of your mind. You can't lie to yourself, right? You could lie. You could try to lie to yourself, but you know the fucking truth. That, that that's why when you score a goal early on, it's always going to affect how the rest of the game goes, particularly when it's a very delicate match like this. And one where um, you have two games to win on aggregate. So look, I'll say, I'll say this though. I mean, when Vlavic got that ball, when you watch it back, very difficult chance to have taken, but just given what we've seen about his spatial awareness, his, his, his ability to, create space for himself and uh and and kind of always be aware of where the goal is I mean, they can't it, deal it, with him it's so crazy to see man. it really it really he's... is and what's what's scary is he's 22 and and that's the sort of thing that you would expect ronaldo to finish remember when ronaldo would get a ball over the top like that in the box yep. you expect a clinical finish like that morata's not going to do that you're right boys keen's not going to do that they're you know they have their qualities but they're not going to do that balo dibala is a better finisher but you know, again, left left footed, a little bit of a smaller guy, injury prone, may not be here next year. Very refreshing to see this this guy blossom before our eyes even more than yeah. He's we, he's than, one of those he was you know he's one of those very rare number nines that can just make something happen out of nothing. Yeah, he scored on his Serie A debut for Juve, Coppa Italia debut, and now Champions League debut. It's Pretty remarkable. Hope he keeps the, the form going. I really hope at the end of this all, there's no there's no arguments with with Allegri the way he's, he's he plays him. I really hope they're um, they found a way to kind of complement each other because from from what I'm seeing, he, you know, Allegri is not your striker's best friend. So I really hope they don't waste that talent. But um, yeah, let's 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 get to another question, shall we? Tom Richardson. Yeah. I started so, reading that, his dude, question. I, I need to ask John. I need to ask John a question <laughs> real, here, real quick. What was what was the character? Because I know we did we did the we did the mafia quiz a couple weeks ago with uh, with Rob last episode one eighty six. Yeah, people were complaining about that what too. Hey, the, can uh, we just get to the? Can, can you just get to Rob's questions? Come on, man. We're trying to do a little show here. It's a, he's it's on a our hit show or miss. now. He's on your show. He's on your. Yeah, it's, this ain't the Rob it's, show. It's fucking no, no, no. no. What, what, it's, what it's, I'm it's, trying it's to say Farhad's is Farhad show, baby. Farhad's. He's what, got no, he's got ADD. He likes go. He likes talking no, about it, random it, stuff. He, he has ADD. Okay. It really, it, it no, no. It really is not. Um, what I'm trying to say is, we just want to do a, a fun show that includes sometimes maybe stuff that doesn't doesn't pertain to Juve. And, and you know, I, I apologize. We tried. I thought it was fun, but uh, yeah, I know you guys want to get to Juve, so that's why this this is an what old Juve. I am an enabler. I am an ADD enabler. I am an ADD enabler, uh, John. <laughs> I don't. I don't make it better. But I want to ask. I'm you, at least medicated about it. Anyway, go. Uh, what was what was Robert De Niro's character's name in the Bronx Tale? In a Bronx Tale, I was just Lorenzo. thinking about it because Far- was it Lorenzo? Right, the yeah. bus driver. I was just thinking yeah. about it because because Farhad was talking about how the saddest thing. What is was their talent. last name? Was it like mm. Anello? I think. I don't know, but but no, Farhad, you made me think of that movie when you said the saddest thing in the world is wasted talent. Or you probably didn't say it exactly like that because that's a direct quote from a Bronx tale, but you said something very similar that made me think of that. It's a great line. Let me find his Lorenzo Anello. Yep. 
Anello, okay. Don't yeah. fuck, don't fuck with Johnny Casket. Cascarano. <laughs> Cascarano. Anyway, uh, one of the one of the, and we'll get to Tom's question. Despite of Sam and interrupting me for the four hundredth time, what I wanted to mention is there was a run down the left wing, and 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 Morata has the ball, and he's he's just, he's just like streaming down down the left line. And the funny reality, the sad reality of Juve fans now is like you're not gonna do shit with this. When you when you see Morata just like you know using all his limbs and all his abilities, just trying to make something, you look at it like you 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 can turn your head. You know how you're afraid to miss a goal. You're you're not gonna miss anything when Morata has the ball, and that's a sad reality. But when you see Vlaovic, uh, you're like, okay, you know he he might might take a risk and it might pay off. And like I said again, who, who out of all players that we have right now would go for that goal? Uh, that that one touch to settle the ball, and then the technique, the the great technique to send it in the maybe, maybe Keza, the far corner. You know? Maybe Keza, yeah, well, maybe maybe the, the injuries but... really, the injuries really that screw us. This, I mean, it's not just knocks here and there. Even though we have plenty of those, Alexandro is out for ten days with with uh, muscle fatigue, and uh, Bernadeschi still still injured. Might be back soon, but those those big injuries, Weston McKinney, two three months with a broken foot. That that looked gnarly too, man. That that replay, just cringe every time I see it. Uh, but yeah, let's get to the. I just wanted to point out that Morata is is just I one just, of those players you don't expect much from. I got more bad more bad news. It looks like. Uh, Kyle George. Uh, uh, yeah, Agresto's report, uh, reporting. It looks like he might have might have a torn patellar tendon. What even is that? I don't know. It's torn. It's not good. good, Right. But is that the is that the tendon in your knee, like in the middle of it, down like you got the you got the kneecap, you got that you know you got that little tendon. Is that patella tendon? What it is, and I'm pretty sure you need your knees. So, all right. So let's read the question. Let's read the question and do some research on it. Farhad, do you want to hang on? You got a pretty big pull on the Turin Giants Instagram page. Do you want to maybe send them a link to knees over toes guy? See if that helps. Yeah, what are you guy, talking about? Guy, Kyle George. You don't you don't know knees over toes guy, Ben Patrick? The guy that was <laughs> the guy that was on I thought you listened. I thought you watched every Rogan episode. Okay, whatever. Sometimes nah. a joke falls flat on its face. Uh, it's all right. It's all good. So let me read the question. So Tom Richardson, he was he was very, very upset when Ramsey left, but um he's still with us. I'm 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 happy to report. This is take whatever you want from it. Let's let's do a quick answer. There's a lot of stuff in here to read. Realistic expectations are needed. Top four finish. Maybe we uh, don't get embarrassed in the Champions League at home versus Villarreal and gain some sort of confidence. The remaining healthy squad needs to step up to the challenge. We need results. Uh, no doubt Allegri is a brilliant coach, but he's in a magician. He can't take a midfield. Uh, he can't make a midfield become world class when they lack any sort of creativity. This is in FIFA. You know, basically, it's just you know, uh, clear out the dead wood and invest in some creative playmakers, a uh, center back and a left back. Uh, I just, you know, wanted to, to read that since he took his time to, um, to write that out. I agree. Uh, I, I, I still feel like if you're a strong enough coach, you, you will make something work with those players that you're given and maybe not go one, one, one with Villarreal. Um, there's still decent players that were they were starting. They were okay, right? I don't I don't know. I I'm just so 
kind of in, in the middle. I love Allegri, but I'm becoming I'm I'm let's, kind of becoming a little negative on him. Let's see. Next year will be the make or break year. I mean, we okay. knew what we were getting going into this season, and to an extent, you listen. You can't have it both ways. The same people who two weeks ago were extolling this new young core that we're building um, have to also be cognizant of the fact that they're going to need time to reach their primes in the first place and you know develop their uh tactical intelligence better to start getting used to playing in certain specific systems certain ways so it's going to you know it's going to take a little bit that that's basically that's basically yeah it's 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 a double edged sword always at at one point we had one shot on target i'm i'm looking at the stats now shots vrl nine shots against our seven um just they they were they weren't terrible i mean i'm looking at the the the, the stats and the, we they should not have we should not have allowed them to be this good and i know no disrespect um i feel like before the goal it was i mean they, they had a lot of chances they hit the woodwork once and uh, uh danilo's mistake uh in the first half i remember they they definitely didn't do themselves any favors either and i feel like that's kind of overlooked like but one one score doesn't really reflect the the real game does it it's not like they got lucky yeah, i think i feel, I feel like too. we got, i feel like we got lucky as well and they 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 got unlucky more than us um yeah i don't know it's it's it sucks and then and then you you know you lose weston mckinney uh we'll see you guys want to see what the next games are let me type it in guys... i was actually just looking at it hold on i i because i like the rest of the schedule for us we have empoli on saturday mm -hmm. then getting into march spezia sampdoria via real again at home that's on march 16th. march 16th salernitana on the 20th and then we get into april inter Cagliari, Bologna, Sassuolo, and we're going May. quite far down the line now, though, right? Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, we're going usually, down the line, but sort of. If we're like, you know, four more games. Bear with me. Venezia, Genoa, Lazio, Fiorentina in in May. Ooh. So that it, it gets the fixture list gets better for us, and then it gets difficult again. <laughs> but we're you know, we're coming out of the toughest stretch of the season, again, in my opinion, and things are going to start getting easier for us. Atalanta has has a, a much more difficult fixture list, I think, than we do moving forward. So um, forget there may be a couple of, uh, you know, maybe a couple of <clears throat> Champions League in, uh, in, in, in the Champions League. Right, right. Exactly. Sure. You know, God, God willing. Um Coppa Italia as well, you know, you think that Fiorentina is probably going to want to beat Juve because everyone wants to beat Juve. Fiorentina always wants to beat Juve, especially, but now with the whole Vlavic situation and the fact that it's going to be a chance for them to go for a trophy, one of the few that they ever have a realistic, you know, easy-ish chance of winning. So that'll be a tough game too in midweek. There's a lot of midweek games between now and the end of the year, especially if we go on a Champions League run. So let's not discount that. You know, a lot of the Italians in the team, many of whom were actually hurt, so or a couple of whom are hurt, so I don't know if they'll be healthy come uh, come March. Chiesa certainly won't, but 
Um, they, they, you know, there might be a tough week there too. Very emotional week for uh, some of the international players that are going to be involved with the World Cup um, playoff final, right? Yeah, Kevin Bonucci in particular. So we'll see. It's a big like, loss like, for, US, for the U.S. too, who has more qualifiers to play. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're pretty comfortable, I think, with their position now, but McKinney's a huge loss for them in that midfield. But yeah, uh, but, but let's, let's, let's anyway, finish, my, my point is anyway, let's, let's not cares? discount the fact that a lot of them are, are X factors for their country and the March fixtures in international football are going to be very important for a lot of countries trying to qualify. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, particularly Italy. So, you know, yeah, no, you're, 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 you're not wrong, John, but let, let's, let's just bear in mind, like minutes in the legs are always going to be tough going into the end of the year. We just got to get, you know, we just got to get through one game at a time. It's a cliche, but really like the, the Villarreal game right now is a one-off. It really is just a one-off Win that. And the ghosts of the last couple of years are exercised, and then it's fun time, you know. So, Whatever so happens, the only happens. way, the only way with the with the away goals rule, Gravy. which is so funny because we're we were kind of celebrating the fact that away goals yeah. don't count anymore, but we could we would have been un, we would have been under advantage right now. Uh, so, so if they play two two in 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 Turin, three three aggregate that goes to that oh, goes to overtime. Uh, that goes extra to extra time, time. penalties. Okay. Oh man. I mean, I, I think, I think, listen, to finish up this podcast, thank you boys for joining on such short notice. It's always good to get out of podcast the next, you know, the next day after the game, we try to, doesn't always work out, but we're really, uh, we're really happy to kind of get the fresh, fresh perspective on the game. Um, I feel like we'll be fine at home. It's, it, this is Juve. The, I, I even tweeted it and I got a bunch of retweets yesterday, but it's uh, when, When they scored, if if you're a fan with with experience, if you're a Juve fan who has seen them in the Champions League, you knew this was coming. You just know when Juve will concede within the next within the next five minutes. You just kind of feel it, and it happened, unfortunately. But to, to quote uh, to quote Claudio Ranieri, you know, we are in Champions League, man. <laughs> dili ding, dili dong. Uh, it, you know, it's not it's not it's not going to be a walk in the park. Win the next yeah. match as we should, as everyone expects us to. Villarreal are happy to even have a chance now going in to the game in Torino. Win the game, and then everything else is gravy. Yeah. Playing with the house's money at that point. Yes, yes. Beat the team Take you're the- supposed to beat, and then whoever the hell you play, give them a game. Yeah. Give Man City a game. Man City doesn't and, want to play us. We don't want to play and them. Someone loses, and that's what it is. That's the champions. That's when Allegri okay. is at his best against those big teams back to the wall in a two-leg Champions League fixture. That's when he's yeah, at but his can, can, can we not go into Bernabeu with a 3-0 deficit next time? I'm, I'm all I'm for our backs to the wall, but I just want to not have our backs to the wall for once, and, and I, it looks like we're not in this situation. Yeah. I'm, yeah. All right, boys. What, nice. what, what do you say, what do you say we, we finish this here? Kind of let's, reflect let's this up. Sam, I just, is that a Federico Makeda shirt behind it's a, you? It's a Federico Makeda shirt. Yeah, exactly. It's a Panettinaico shirt that I got in Greece. Wow. Hey, laugh Dude, I was there. I was, in, I was in Mykonos three years ago in 2019. And I bought a shirt because I saw it at like some, some you know. You just bought a Fuge- shirt. Fugazi, Fugazi knockoff uh, stand. They've got like Yanis Atentacubo shirts as well. I bought one. I saw it and was like, that's incredible. I didn't even know the guy was playing in Panathinaikos at the time. He was doing well too. So I was like, I have to buy it. I get home, open it out the package, I, try it on. I asked for size small. The Greek lady goes into the back. 
the old lady goes in the back, gets me kids small. Didn't bother to try it on. <laughs> it's a crop top. Crop top. Uh, it does Can't look comical. It. It, it tragic. So tragic. So I went back to Mykonos this year, last year with my girlfriend. And, and you Two demanded years after. your money back. No, I went back to the same place. They still had the same jerseys, the same knockoffs. They haven't they hadn't bothered to change the sponsor, which was no longer the same. Apparently, I confirmed. Um, they still had some in stock, I guess. I mean, it, the same shirt was hanging from. So their, did you buy the right size uh, from their awning? So I did. Yeah, I, I got two okay. Makeda shirts. Now this one is decor. The other one is uh, is wearable if I need to. I, that's a name I never thought I'd ever hear again. It's incredible. I got. I, I can never take it down from the podcast studio. And and, and honestly, and it, it, I I don't think I'll ever replace it. I would only ever probably be able to add to it. Uh, so just a collection of other crazy names like I don't know, like, like Alessandro Diamanti playing like in for Western United or something in Australia. Like just random names. Marco Borriello playing for like Ibiza. I got. Yeah, I got. I got to maybe expand. Yeah, that's a fun. A that's a fun collection. That's a fun collection to have. All right, boys. What do you say we we'll wrap it up? Uh, We're John, going on YouTube, right, Farhad? Just to confirm, this uh, is going on YouTube, right? I mean, I did put on the. I did put on the filming lights and keep my sunglasses on for the whole podcast. I don't You're know. Me it's not going to be on YouTube now. Throw it on I, YouTube. I, don't know. I well, to be fair, I wrote it down like an hour ago. You just noticed. <laughs> I told you to take off your glasses. Take your glasses. Put it off. on YouTube. Anyways, okay, fine. At Casca Calcio. That's Johnny. Follow our consigliere, Sam at Calcio Podcast, and listen to him at the Calcio Podcast for his ramblings Calcio about Podcast. Calcio and everything everyday life. Just well done is all I'm going to say. All right, boys, thank you, all thank right. you so much for joining, dudes. Any last words? Well, pretty much, we're done with all the last words, right? The saddest thing uh, in the world is wasted talent and Forza Juve. Forza Juve. Forza. Going pretty well, but shorty lately it's a bummer. You can't seem to keep.